Well, I sort of have a date with Edward Cullen tonight, and he wanted to introduce me to his parents. Dad? It appeared that Charlie was having an aneurysm. Dad, are you all right? You are going out with Edward Cullen? He thundered. Uh-oh. I thought you liked the Collins. He's too old for you. He ranted. We're both juniors. I corrected, though he was more right than he dreamed. Wait. He paused. Which one is Edwin? Edward is the youngest, the one with the reddish-brown hair. The beautiful one. The godlike one. Oh, well, that's... He struggled. Uh, better, I guess. I don't like the look of that big one. I'm sure he's a nice boy and all, but he looks too... Uh, mature for you. Is this Edwin your boyfriend? It's Edward, Dad! Is he? Sort of, I guess. That's a crossover I don't want to see. Welcome into our quarantine. If you can't hear me, it's because I am talking through a mask. Look, guys, time doesn't pass the same way in podcast land. No, no. We recorded the podcast weeks ago, long before New America. Before America 2 started. Um, we're trying to social distance while masked. Oh, while also recording a podcast. Turns out this is not approved by the Centers of Disease Control. No, the CDC was like, please put your podcasts on hold. Please stop podcasting. <laughs> P-P-P-O-H. Please put podcasts on hold. Please. Please stop. You know what won't stop? Our fans. Yeah, I'll call them fans. Uh, welcome to Edward is a Vampire. I'm Maggie. Oh, yeah. This is a podcast. I'm Chris. Uh, uh, Chris's team, Charlisle. Uh, Maggie's team. Um, she could be anyone's team at any day. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I'm guessing team uh, the secretary at the high school who is the only one to mm. ever tell Edward no. Well, no, then she's magic to say yes. Yes, so. she is magic to say yes. Chris, we have some iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews. Some people have listened to our pleas. And yes. It, and it tickles my soul. Uh, this uh, review comes from Traffic Cones. Thank you. Five stars. The pod I didn't know I needed. TBH, I'm shook by how hooked I am. Big Eddie. I forgot that we called our fans Eddies. We, I don't think we decided. I think we might have said fangs. Last episode or the yeah, time last before? last episode we said fangs, but in the intro that we recorded closer to now, we made up eddies. Oh, I see, I see. So, we confused ourselves and now we've confused our listeners. I'm going to call you guys edheads. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Spring Arbor iMac. <laughs> our first robot. Our first review. anagram. Uh... 
said so much everything. Their witty insight is so well presented and thoughtful. Their guests are hilarious. They see things in the text that most people wouldn't think to look for. Fair. And most importantly, after listening to Maggie and Chris's analysis, it's as though I haven't even read the book. <laughs> oh, good. We've done our social service. We have done a social service. We've erased the trauma. I want, I want, by elevating Twilight in a podcast, yeah, but I'm saying podcast is elevating. Um, we are erasing the novel and the movie from history, which uh, might be for the better good. For the better good. For the better good. Not the greater good, the better good. Better I think good. it's an easier um, kind of mark to hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In America, too, we can only hope for the better good. We can. Uh, Ninja in a Bucket said, five star pod. Five stars. This pod is hot. hot. It's everything you really wanted when you sat down to read Twilight for the first time. Listening to Maggie and Chris Chortle relive their baby days, reform bits, and engage in deep analysis of Twilight is the highlight of my Tuesday morning commute. Lucky for you, <laughs> oh, no. commutes are <laughs> canceled. <laughs> we cancel commutes. Uh, I feel like they are right there in the car with me as I laugh, sip coffee, and interject my opinions. On a scale from Mike to Edward, this pod is Charlotte. Yeah, woo! Thank you. Sorry we canceled commutes. Sorry we did it. It just wasn't getting the ratings that, you know, 911 is on <laughs> NBC. Uh, who knows? 911. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I am excited that commutes are canceled because uh, I don't have to, again, fear of reading this book. We got the new Twilight, the, the sequels in the mail. <laughs> they are like Bibles, they they're too big. Huge. Um, so I'm glad I don't have to read them um, in public because people will say, What is that dusty tome that young man is reading? Why are those shirtless boys the, on his book? The book has shirtless boys on it. Oh, I think we got one more here, baby. We have so many reviews. We thank you all. This is very self-congratulatory. But also what it's saying is if you want us to read your words, you have you to leave to read a review. Your nasty screen name onto our pod. <laughs> I want the nastiest screen names that Apple allows. This comes from Fearless Noodle 3, five stars. Best thing for the Twilight fan. This is a great podcast. It's so fun and so thrilling. Oh, oh, thank you. Ooh, we keep them on edge. I love the reads and I love the analysis. Thank you, Noodle. I'm noticing, Chris. Uh, tell me if you're noticing the same thing. People are really saying that our analysis. It's very generous to call it analysis. I agree that it's extremely generous to call us mumbling. <laughs> analysis it's it's more like um we woke up from a fever dream um <laughs> shot up uh okay we're, we're perpendicular mm. then suddenly we're an l in the bed sweat streaming down our faces screaming oh trial out trial out alice is the best one. <laughs> oh, ma'am thank you so much we love each and every one of you we hope that this pod brings you a little joy in this this uncertain time. Oh, <laughs> my favorite phrase of America, too. Um, we hope you have fun. Um, we're going to get into it. Remember, spoiler alert for who cares at this. We're going to talk about Twilight right after this moment. 
after this moment. No, right here. Right here. Now. No, no, we're gonna say here on three. I One, think now two, is three. Next. Next. Here. Oh, Coming up next. Coming up next on, on Disney this. Channel. Oh. This. this- Pod is, is he can't see my mouth because I'm wearing a mask, <laughs> so this bit is impossible. Goodbye. Wow. Wash your hands. Are you ready for the sparkle notes? No. Sparkle notes. No. It's chapter 16. We learn Carlisle's backstory. He's really old. He's so old and chaste. And chaste. Sad chaste. Saged. Edward tells Bella that he had a rebellious teenage phase where he did eat bad people. He ate rapists. Did they taste good? That's the news we don't get to hear. Alice comes in and mentions that she had a vision that there's going to be a big thunderstorm in town tonight, so it's time to play the game. Baseball. Next chapter, Edward and Bella go home. The blacks are at Bella's house, so she has to deal with Billy being all like, Hey, don't date Edward. He's a vampire and I know you know. Bella's finally like, I think I know a little more about this than you do. And Billy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it seems like you do. Well, bye. Uh, Bella tells Charlie that Edward is her boyfriend and that she's going to go play baseball with his family later. So Edward meets Charlie and then takes Bella out to the baseball game. Next chapter. Bella is with the Cullens, and they're playing superhero baseball that's like triple the normal size of a baseball field. Fast, 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 loud, 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 bing, boom, bang. Suddenly, Alice has a vision that new bad vamps are coming in town. They approach. They make small talk, but then also they're like, ooh, that's a human, meaning Bella. We're going to eat her. That is a hot slice, and I want to put it on my grill, if you know what I mean. Ooh. Edward protects her, and they get Bella out of there really fast, but it's not soon enough. This guy, James, is a tracker, and he's after Bella. So they make a whole plan. They're going to take her to Phoenix, but first they have to go home and make a whole hullabaloo, so that way they can throw James off their track. That was Sparkle Nose. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Conflict. Nations. Epidemics, strife. We explore the themes of one life through oil paintings. Carlisle, a life on canvas. At the Whitney, now through March 31st. Exhibit rated M for mature. Some paintings not acceptable for young audiences. Specifically, the one with the flayed man. No little boy needs to wake up from a nightmare about a flayed dingle-dongle. Tickets available now. Buy ahead, we expect lines. Chris, Mm -hmm. let's play a game. Ooh, like... What's that from? That's from Saw. Want to play a game? You know, like the marionette guy. Like, I want to play a game with you. There are puppets in Saw? Yeah, he's the the main bad guy is a puppet. Is Saw the movie that someone always wanted us to watch in college, but we never did? Yes, and I always wanted to watch it too, because the first one is campy and fun. It is gory and bad, um, but we should watch it. Um, I feel like we should say that we are filming in front of a live studio audience, 
Our housekeeper, Janine, is here. Live from New York. It's Janine. There she is. I think that may have registered. I want to play a game since the colons got to dad. Okay, okay. We'll play a game. Anything. Um, I think we should... Uh, we should. I, I'm trying to make it seem like we didn't plan this, but I think I think the listeners. I think it's can fine if they know it. that we. I think. Hey, hey, everyone at home. I I want you to know that we think through this product. So anyway, we're gonna yeah, play, it's a product. I want to sell this. So we're gonna play. We should come up with a fun name for it. We came up with this. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We said, oh, we're gonna play that segment called Fuck Feed Friend. I came up with this. Yeah, you did. You did. And then I said, oh, fun FFF. I'm drunk. Do you want to reset? I'm so drunk. Help me. Help. Save me from this place. Oh, we're lost. Okay, Chris. Fuck friend foe. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> no. It's, it's, fuck, it's fuck feed friend. <laughs> fuck feed friend. Angela. Ooh. Jessica. Great. Mike. Okay, so we're going to... We're gonna, um, Feed on Mike because I want him to die, but I'm sure his blood tastes like Mountain Dew and Doritos. I am sure it tastes like. It is like- thick. And then you said Jessica and Angela. Mm-hmm. Angela has more of my speed, so I'm going to friend Angela. Like Angela's like calmer. Mm-hmm. And Jessica has like a manic gossipy energy. Oh, so yeah. she knows how to She's fuck. a good lay. <laughs> she knows how to do it. That's my answer. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck feed friend. Jacob Black, Billy Black, <laughs> and um, Seth. Uh, is Seth? We haven't met him yet. No, I'm gonna say Corn Silk Hair Girl. Oh, random Corn Silk Hair Lauren Girl. Lauren or something. Um. Okay, I'm going to feed on Corn Silk Hair Girl. Okay, careful, because you know when you take a bite of corn and you do get a corn silk in your mouth. I you... I do love corn for one. Okay, and for two, she's mean. She deserves some comeuppance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna f- Murder is a good reason. I'm going to yeah. friend Billy. He, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He's raised a nice boy. Yeah. And he seems wise. For lack of a better character. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, I'm going to fuck the hunkiest boy in Forks. He's hunky, but also he looks like he's 12. But it, I'm going to do it once Taylor he's Lautner. wolfed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, while he's a wolf. No, no, no. Uh, once, no, no. Once he has wolfed out. Okay, so so he's like ripped. It's a, we now. can be a furry. No, 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 no. Okay. It's not really a furry if they're if a it's wolf. a real wolf. That's full bestiality. Sorry to my furry friends. They're gonna that cancel I you. you. If anyone has the power to cancel, it's people who are furries and like Twilight. I assume that's our whole audience. Um, if anyone has the power to cancel, it's people with furry, furry avatars. avatars on Twitter. Absolutely, uh, it's furry and just uh, anime avatars. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, Chris. Yeah. Fuck friend fawn? What is it? <laughs> really... Feed. Fuck feed friend. <laughs> Fuck feed friend. I want to say Alice. Oh. Rosalie. Ooh. I guess we'll keep it with the gals. Esme as well. Okay. Um, you know I love an internally middle-aged woman. Yes. So <laughs> we're going to fuck Esme. Whoa. And I guess we're going to feed... And uh, Rosalie, at this point, her blood probably tastes very good. I probably would run better. I'll be able to breathe better with that fit, hot swimsuit model Swimsuit blood, blood yeah. Swimsuit blood. And then I'm going to friend Alice because she can see the future. She can see the future. And she is so much more fun than anyone in she, this book. <laughs> she is 
somehow Stephanie wrote a really great instantly uh, a recognizable character and it's Alice and no one else can capture our hearts like she Yeah, can. she flits, she dances, she's Every a scene she ballerinas into the room and Bella is taken aback. She's like, "Wow, this girl." It's really cool. Um, it's really, it's really cool. cool, I said. <laughs> wow, insightful comments for me. Did you know that I have a phone and I can text my friends? <laughs> <laughs> I have my uncle's phone number and his shop's phone number all on my phone. And if I text his shop, the messages play over a speaker. <laughs> my friends used to text my home phone and it would play as a voicemail. So would they send it would be like, raunchy things? Hello. How are you? Colon. Parentheses. Oh, smiley face. That's good. Um, do you want one more? I want a million more. Okay, maybe. last one. Um, this is Buckbeed friend. Um, James, the new vampire we met. Okay. Unnamed redhead vampire we met. <sighs> Unnamed olive skin vampire we met. Laurent, he is named. Oh, they do name them. Okay. They name Laurent, but they haven't named who will become the big conflict of two books from now. I think he does name them, but I don't remember them. He says, oh, my name's Laurent, and this is James and... Victoria. Tasha. Got it. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, she, don't forget, becomes the big haunt of two books from Whoa. now. Not one, but two books from now. I do forget, because I only read this one. Um, You've seen all the movies. Yeah, but uh, the actress not- changes. That's true, from so-and-so to You're Bryce avoiding the question. I am clearly going to kill, what is it called? Feed James. Okay. Um, I'm going to fuck mysterious hot redhead Victoria, Victoria. And I'm going to, I guess, friend Laurent. He was he the nicest. He gives a friendly warning. Yeah. And he, then he disappears. But like in a, in a spooky way. Yeah. He's like, I can't stop them, but just so you know, they're her. fucking nuts. He's friendly in the way like um, an evil dictator is friendly when he, you know, goes to the hospital before he blows it up. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's the way it is at all. I think he's friendly in the way that like. <laughs> well, you're not familiar with that I think he's classic friendly, I think he's friendly in the way that like uh, your sort of acquaintance friend who's in a frat is like. I don't like it when the guys like act like that either. Oh no! I th- I I took it like, as a full stop. like he's aggro and he's hiding his Laurent his thing under kindness. Yeah. No, no, no. He was like, oh, oh, I understand. We shouldn't feed y'all. No, 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 no. Well, we're gonna. He comes to their house and he's like, I'm gonna do everything I can for you, but James is a tracker and he's gonna hunt her down. But well, we don't know that I won't. yet. Yeah, but I know it. Okay, we're gonna get. We're gonna go take a break and fight about this, and we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of is. This is the most we see all um, the Cullens in every single chapter that we read this week. And we were talking and we decided this book is at its best when there's more than just Bella and Edward on the page. Definitely. When all the Cullens are there, it's very fun. We're getting to know people that have like almost caricature level personalities, but that's what this book needs. It needs personalities that show don't tell. Yeah, something um, that I love about a separate property, Mad Max Fury Road. Something I love about that movie is everyone has very simple motivations and personalities mm-hmm. that are expressed right away. So you instantly get where their deal is, which makes it 
so engaging, mm-hmm. which is why I think Alice is so good. Alice you know is her incredible. Thing. She's bubbly. She's friendly. She dances. Mm-hmm. I want every character to be able to be like, those are their things. And that's a fun thing for a vampire to yeah. be because that's the opposite of what we think vampires And like are. Emmett is like the big brawny jock who wants to hurt things. But and I like that. But he's soft. He like cares. He wants yeah, to protect like, his family. I want to protect Bella. Yeah. He's the, he's the one who when Carlisle's like, she's with us. Uh, and then Laurent is like, but she human. Uh, Evan is like, yeah. What's it going to do about? What are you freaking going to do? I'm 700 million pounds bigger than you. He is. In a muscle way. Bella keeps saying that Emmett is bigger than anyone else by far. So I like. How do you picture Emmett? I picture him as just like a football player. But oh, apparently he's bigger than that. I picture him as like a, a pro wrestler. Okay. Like a. He's like John Cena. Like John Cena. So he's like soft. Oh. In like a personality way. He could be in he a movie about comedies. being a firefighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or like a like a Vin Diesel way. Like this he movie... could be in The Pacifier. <laughs> Emmett, <gasps> that's our spinoff. Go back to last week. Go back to the last episode. We're going to do a spinoff. Also, th- we should say that this episode is brought to you by that John Cena firefighter movie. Bum, ba, da, bum. Hot fires. Bum, ba, I'm going to raise out... kids. Um, something that I wrote down in that scene where they were like preparing for the evil vampires to come. And there was like a back and forth. And Bella was like, I don't know what they're talking about. But the Cullens all have like an instant unspoken language. Which is really fun to read. Which was fun. It was fun to read. It had a dynamism, which I liked. There's a very fun, the moment where Bella is like three things happen at once, which is a thing that Bella does a hundred times. This is the first time where I've been like, ooh, I'm in it. Because she was like, three things happen at once. The breeze caught my hair. Everyone (laughs) stiffened. Or like suddenly... There was a ball hit, and then suddenly Alice gasped. Edward, they locked, she and Edward locked eyes, and Edward was next to me with Alice before anyone else could be like, yo, Alice, what be going down? What be down? So it's fun. Um, This chapter, while they're playing baseball, there's a lot of that. It's like, how does Bella narrate action that's happening faster than she can see? Yeah. Because they move faster than the speed of light, apparently. Or, as we discussed last episode, at least... Slow enough to not create sonic booms while moving. Just slow enough not to create sonic booms. So there's a lot of like, they were, they looked like they were making throwing and catching motions, but she never saw a ball. But I couldn't tell. (laughs) Every so often Esme would be like, that's a strike. And Bella would be like, what happened? Um... But I think there's some really fun sibling dynamics going down here. Such as? Such as Rosalie is mad, Jasper is pensive, Emmett is tough, and trying to like navigate being on his wife's side while also... Are they married? Well, they get married and oh. unget married a million times. I forgot that detail. Edward, uh, something... Sidebar. Edward mentions, oh, we, uh, okay, so we're perpetually 17, but every so often we have to do another marriage for them. Do they have to? They, everyone, I guess every we'll town have to they go, go to another to, wedding in three years. As if, like, oh, the town really expects them to get married, so we have to do it, or else they're going to think we're vampires, <laughs> which is so funny to me. Um, so Emmett's sort of straddling that. Yeah. And then, of course, Alice, who knows something that she can't tell us about, which is that. She's seen that Bella will eventually become a vampire. Right. Um, Alice is my favorite part of this because she is instantly an ally to Bella and even stands up to Bella against Edward in the car when Edward's like- Stands up for her. Stands up for her. 
because um, Edward's driving out of town being like, we got to take Ed- Bella anywhere. It doesn't matter. Right now, we can't make a plan. And Alice is like, Edward, slow the frick down. Yeah. Ellis uh, keeps very calmly saying, Edward, pull the car over. Edward, we have to think of a plan. Pull Meanwhile, Edward's like over. white knuckling going 125 miles an hour in a Jeep. And Bella's flailing in the backseat uh- going, get me out of here. And Emmett's like holding her wrist like, dude, she keeps coming up with better plans than you. Edward, you're not really good at making plans. <laughs> um, Alice from middle school, I remember being my absolute favorite character. Remember her being so freaking fun. And now I'm glad we're back in it. We're back in it. We're back in it. So we're going to have a few chapters without Edward and with Alice probably. Which will be a nice reprieve. Because hanging out with just Bella and Edward for so long. Um, oh, it's slimy. It's slimy. It's Again, horny. Like last time, it's so horny and I feel like I shouldn't be watching these two teens kiss each other's collarbone. That's if all they a, do. There's a point where I don't know why I'm talking through my hand. There's a point where Bella, do you remember this, Chris, where Bella was like, I don't want to ride on your back. So Edward was like, okay, I'll make your mind wobble and then like licks <laughs> all over her neck. And then tries to kiss her and she mounts him again. And he's like, it's too much. But while he's kissing, she's like, um, okay, you can scramble my brain. It's fine. Whatever. So he just like kisses her. So she's too horny to be scared anymore, which we all want that. Chris has claims to science facts that say this is a, a science. This is a science. The more horny you get, the less any other thing matters. It's why, like, if you're really horny, you're like, oh, that thing they did in Disobedience where they spit a lot might be good for me. That's Yeah, when you're, like, making out with someone, the thought of making putting your mouth on someone else's mouth is pretty objectively gross. Yeah. But when you want to do it, everything in your brain says, that's the best thing. I will die if I don't do this. It's like when you're a kid and you're like, oh, I'll never do that. That shit, gross. That shit is nasty. nasty. I'm not going to put nasty body parts anywhere near my body. And then one day. That was little boners. Chris was making little boners. That was pubes. Oh, gross. They look like worms. (laughs) And then you're like, wait a minute. We might do want a kiss. Chris, speaking of worms. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about The Bachelor on this podcast? Of course. It's going to be weeks later when this is aired. Yeah, The Bachelor will be over by the time this comes out. What I want to say is I would watch a parody vampire series where it's like The Bachelor. So what we do in the shadows but The Bachelor? But The Bachelor. Okay. I would do it. Um, Why? What made you think that? Something about, well, because you think Victoria F. eats worms. That's what's <laughs> made me think of it. <laughs> it's lore. Um, I hope by the time this comes out, The Bachelor's over and um, Pete did not pick Victoria F because canonically she eats worms. <laughs> and Kelly's the only one who knows how to read. Right. That's it. Those That's, are our big fan those theories. Are two Kelly knows picks. how to read. Victoria F eats worms. I want to talk about... Um, Carlisle. Yes. Both of your big boys are in this app. This is a This is a great chunk of chapters for my two loves, which is Charlie and Carlisle, two good, good dads. Mm-hmm. We learn <laughs> good dads. Oh God! Blue um, boy. <laughs> this is manic. I don't know why anyone would listen to this podcast. Don't say that. Cut the, that out. The, the first chapter that we read. Cut it out. The first chapter that we read for this chunk um, was literally called Carlisle, 
uh, which is funny because he was in it for all of two pages. It was called Carlisle in so many words. Oh, the phrase that divided America. Um, so it, Edward explains Carlisle's backstory to Bella and... Sorry, Chris, you're, you're sort of paraphrasing what he does. Um, Edward tells Bella the story of Carlisle's life using several paintings on the wall for reference. But, Bella says, there's no connecting thread between the paintings. She explicitly says, some are bright, some are dull, they're framed differently. There seems to be no common thread. Hint, it's Carlisle. Carlisle's how did, how life. How she not get it? Carlisle's life in oil paintings is on the wall of his office. Carlisle, which, first art of all, in oil. Life in oil at the Whitney right now. Carlisle, a art. life. A li- in life oil. in oil. Um, and spoiler one is just foggy London. Yeah. One painting is uh, uh four guys standing on a balcony in Italy. Just yeah. One is the flu, and one is. I guess woods, woods, or something. This the section of explaining Carlisle's backstory to me was very "Call Me by Your Name," because Carlisle becomes this young gay and he's afraid of it. So then he runs away to Italy to live with an older man who explains to this him. This is not really the plot of "Call Me by Your Name." Okay, the Italy and being gay. Why do they call each other by each other's name? <laughs> I think it's like uh, you're, I am yours, you're mine, we're the yeah, same yeah. person thing. So Why do they not do it in this why book? Why don't Bella and Edward call each other by each other's name? They should. So we're going to start that for the rest of the pod. We'll say Bella when we mean Edward. And Edward when we mean Bella. <laughs> It'll be confusing, but good. I'm just now thinking um, the famous scene in the movie where Bella tells Edward, Edward is like, say it, say I'm a vampire, basically. That doesn't happen in the book. Say it out loud, vampire. Yeah. No, it does not. What a great addition. We're going to talk about this later. Yeah, they, they're, that whole conversation happens in the car in the books. Hmm. That being said, beat for beat, every single thing that happens in the books is in the Except movie. for this, where she Carlisle's backstory is being explained. Even that is explained, oh. just not in so many words. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I liked it. It was short and sweet, and I said... Oh, that's interesting about Carlisle. But then don't forget, he's perpetually 23 years old, which is hard to imagine, really. And he has a college dean's office. Having been in a few college dean's offices in my life, I can say, so it's big and filled with school furniture? Yeah, they're not impressive. It's a, a dean's office if you're in a TV show. I mean, there are like TV windows. Show. There's a nice chair. But it's not like there's a lot of leather around. Leather books, maybe. My mom is th- was the dean of a law school. so I'm- Did it look like this? Big leather, high back chair. Yes. Giant mahogany part. desk. No. More books than any library you've ever seen. Not more books than any library. I mean, there were bookshelves full of books, but they were like law books. Sure. And he probably has medical books. What's this fight about? <laughs> but remember that he studied medicine and art. Oh, uh, he's a soft boy. Well, when you've lived for 300 years, if you don't learn everything, I don't think you're going to want to keep living. But he's still not the best doctor in the world. He didn't spend his time curing diseases, Chris. He's not a research his doctor. Curse, his curse is to be mediocre for all of eternity. Yeah. You, I don't know. They say Charlie says he's a really good doctor. But Charlie's also the a, best doctor in fucking forks. Yeah. That's a town of three people. We know their names. Mike, Angela, Jessica. 
Chief Swan. That's four. End. And everyone else lives out of town. The Cullens live out of town. The Blacks live out of town. No one's there. Bella says, Charlie says, <laughs> just last night you said you weren't interested in any of the boys in town. And Bella says, well, the Cullens don't technically live in town. And Charlie's Dad. like, okay, young lady, that's very, you're being a smart aleck, aren't you? <laughs> I love every interaction that Bella and uh, Charlie have. Yeah, to to keep the focus on good dads, Charlie asks the very tame question of, where are you going? About her date with Edward. Yeah. And she says, I groaned loudly, I hope the Spanish Inquisition's over by the time he gets here, dad! (laughs) He's just like very calmly being like, okay, you're dating this boy, great, where are you going? We just had dinner and you're playing baseball. Okay, it's pouring rain, but she's still going to go play baseball. And Bella tells us, in the Pacific Northwest, no matter what the weather is, everyone is okay with playing sports. That's insane. Which is insane, but I think it's also insane that they're playing baseball at dusk? No, that's when you play baseball. But it's like wintertime, the sun's setting, it's going to be night I don't think it's winter anymore. It's impossible to know what the season is. There was just a dance. So it's the only dance in the spring is prom. Maybe a winter formal in like February. Maybe it's then. Huh. Do you think the Twilight Wiki can tell us this? The Twilight Wiki could tell us exact dates of when these things happened. Okay, you vamp. Okay. Look, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> hey, you know in Star Wars, he doesn't actually say, Luke, I'm your father. He just says, I'm your father. Famous thing. Classic. Classic thing. There's another one like that. Make it up. Uh, it's when uh, Emperor Palpatine, he actually doesn't say, oyster crackers on the side. When he orders his Skyline Chili at the Space Cantina. People always think it's so funny to talk about that. He doesn't. He gets them right out. You see him open up the packet, put it on top of the oyster crackers with the, you know, the, the shredded cheddar cheese and the sour cream. And he says, oh, yeah, that's some good Skyline Chili. I'm sorry. Everything needs to stop. I, met, I googled Twilight first date date. <laughs> What? Which isn't helpful. I was looking for the date of the first Okay. Date. Oh. But instead, what I found was Twilight, Bella Italia, Italian restaurant in Port Angeles, Washington. There is absolutely a website for this fake restaurant. <laughs> www.bellaitaliapa.com. Whoa. Bella's first date. I looked out the window to see the lights of La Bella Italia. Oh, it's just quotes about Twilight. Oh, my God. It's real. Whoa, we got to go. Okay, guys, we are going to start up a, a GoFundMe. Oh, my God. To take us out to go to eat at this place and record an episode <gasps> at La Bella Italia. Grilled portobello mushrooms. It is the first thing on the list. Well, she has mushroom ravioli. Do they have mushroom ravioli? How do I remember that? Ah! I'm going to say it seems like a fancy restaurant. Everything is $17. Espresso smoked duck, $28. Oh, what are these freaking New York City prices? Ah, oh, what? And this economy? Bella's mushroom ravioli, $18. Creamy Bella Chamel sauce <laughs> with Olympic forest mushrooms. Oh. Eight reviews. Okay, give me one. Have you tried this island item? Have you tried this island? When I was 12, 
I was obsessed with Twilight. I would stay up all day and night just reading the novels. When I finally got the opportunity to visit Port Angeles and Forks, I knew I had to try the world-famous mushroom ravioli. And boy, was I impressed. Still crave it to this day. A for sure try if you find yourself in this beautiful area. Although Stephanie Meyer does paint the town as a place full of cat collars and <laughs> criminals. And warehouses. And warehouses. Unless you hate mushrooms, get this! <laughs> I am not crazy about mushrooms, but I don't hate them. So I got this dish, what which is something I wouldn't normally get. I'll admit I only got it because it's famous. <laughs> and I didn't even know what to get. I'm not even a Twilight fan. But I don't regret it one bit. The mushroom is diced up all small and has a nice flavor. It's also... I like the review. She's really impressed by the knife work. It's also a reasonable portion size, so you can finish it in one sitting. (laughs) Okay, you know, uh, this... The pasta is actually pretty good. (laughs) And I'm upset I don't live locally, so I can get it again. This is such I a believe halfway they sell review. it by the can because <laughs> it is so popular. So I'll definitely get it when I'm back in town. It's, it's Chef Boyardee. It's so good. I've never had better anywhere. My personal favorite meal is mushroom ravioli. Literally of all time. Anytime. We visit Port Angeles. I insist on going to Bella Italia. I love the atmosphere and experience. I first visited Bella Italia back in 2008 because of the mm. Twilight craze years ago when I lived in California. Do you think Stephanie Meyer just Googled Italian restaurant I, and she picked this on accident? I guess. Oh. We'll post those we'll, this on we our have Instagram. To. A certain type of reviewer is the one who's so concerned about portion size. Which is not the thing I'm looking for at a restaurant, is portion size. I'm sorry, the first review I read was only posted a month ago. Whoa! <laughs> okay, guys, they're still good. Update. As of a month ago, they're still good to go. I don't remember what I was looking up, but I'm sure. Oh, we were looking I up did. what time of year this takes place. Okay, in. one more one more chance. Okay. We'll do one of those YouTube jump cuts. I just opened up the timeline on the wiki. Around 1350 BC. <laughs> Marcus was born in Greece. (laughs) That's like as if it was Harry Potter. The the lore. Marcus was born in Greece. (laughs) Um, This happens, according to this wiki, this takes place in March. They say January 18th is the day that Bella and Edward first meet in Forks. We must learn this in some extended thing. It's not, the date is not given to us in the book. So this apparently happens in March. So the sun goes down pretty early still in March. It's dusk. So it's 445. Sorry, Chris. And he's like, I gotta go play baseball, dad. Chris, I need to correct you about something pretty important. Oh God. what? The Twilight timeline actually starts I did skip um, 
in 2500 BC. Sorry, a good. Amun, Kebi, and others form Egyptian coven. <sighs> and then in 14 to 12 BC, Aero, Cassius, and Marcus are born to form a coven in Volterra, Italy with their wives. Guys, did we know that Rami Malek is in Breaking Dawn as an Egyptian vampire? Yes. He, he look, has a power. He looks so little. He, he can physically influence the alchemical elements of nature. Fire, water, earth, and ale. Mm. We got to get back into the <laughs> discussion. We're going to be here all night looking at the wiki. At least now we know that there's a timeline we can look up online. That's fine. I love being a fan. I also like being a fan. Thanks to the fans. Thank you, fans, for putting, doing the hard work and putting the wiki together. Thank you, fans. Thank you. We wouldn't be here without you. Um. So now we know. I'm so hung up on La Bella Italia. I feel like I can't move on with my life. Um, it's insane. We'll be starting a GoFundMe this week. Um, if you give us enough money, we will go to La, La Bella, Bella Italia in Port Angeles, Washington. And we'll visit Forks while we're at Why it. Why not? Speaking of visiting, Billy Black's visit to Bella in this chapter, big. Chris, what would it take for you to talk to your friend's daughter about her boyfriend? If her boyfriend was a deadly vampire. You would do it? Yeah. I get why he's doing this. I don't know if I would do it for vampires. Oh, really? I am. But you don't know. Remember, in this world, you only know. Vampires are all bad. No, because you have a deal with these vampires and you know they're not bad. Yeah, I know. But you're like. You have your own prejudices. It's not worth the risk. I would do it. I get it. I get it, Billy. But I do like how Bella stands up to him, where she's like, it's really not your business. And he's like, oh, I guess it not really is. Bella does a lot of standing up for herself. We say this every episode. In this chapter and the one after it. Yes. She gets a bad rap for being passive. I think she does is actively standing up for herself in these chapters. The problem is she is a narrator is passive. Yeah. She is a character, not that passive. She is a narrator, literally just tells you what's happening at every turn. It's... Um, weird that it's written in first person because it's, it doesn't have it's like first person limited so it might as well be third person because we don't ever see into Bella's mind um, in any meaningful way you know yeah it's like it's like how Harry Potter is written like third person limited to Harry for the most part but you get what he's thinking but you get what he's thinking and it's like it's effective her writing hot take Joe Rowling is good at writing a, an engaging story mm-hmm. um but we don't get any of that from Bella, which is unfortunate because her fun, most fun character moments are just her speaking to other people. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could have more of that as she describes Like things. after she makes the plan and everyone's like, wow, that's a better plan. And Edward agrees to it and everything. She's like, Emmett. And he's like, what? And she like looks at her hands and he's like, oh, sorry. I was holding down your hands. And you're like, oh, she's cool. She's tough. Yeah, she like knows what she, how to, you know, handle herself. No matter how much Edward tries to tell her that she's stupid and weak. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, Team I Bella. For me to talk to my friend's teenage daughter about her boyfriend, I would never want to do that. I but what if you, what if you if knew if, if, if he was, like, they were like, dangerous? Yeah, if he was dangerous. Exactly, he's even, a vampire. He's I dangerous. I don't think that I would talk to my friend's daughter. I think I would talk, talk to, to the my friend. friend. Yeah, don't talk to the daughter. Yeah, I would never be like, um, let's sit down and talk about your boyfriend. Oh, yeah, you know, don't do that. No. Maybe he was at home and then she came home and, you know, Charlie wasn't there. So she, he felt awkward and had to say something. But he didn't have to. He could have just said, oh, I'm here to talk to your dad. Is he home? No. Okay. I'll call him later to be like, hey, Bella's seeing this guy. I know some stuff about him. 
make it up. Make up and say that he like gets in fights. Yeah. You know, you don't have to tell him, hey, he's a vampire. Because <laughs> that would I be wouldn't. cuckoo. Yeah. I, it's tricky. I, 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 so I don't fault Billy for this. No. He has a prejudice, sure. But I would too if the prejudice was against uh, a monster. I get it. He is one too. I don't think he is anymore, but he definitely knows about or was one. And he and he's like the leader of a pack of monsters. Yeah. So at the very least, he's enabling monsters. I don't think they see themselves that way. What do the werewolves eat? I guess regular. They, well, they eat food. human food, but yeah. when they become werewolves, that's do they why. Hunt? That's why they don't find they don't see themselves as as much of monsters because they just like they protect. can like control it. Yeah. And yeah. Well, so do the Collins control it yeah but they're the only ones who do sure but i'm guessing in a world where there are good werewolves there are probably bad ones oh i want to see all i want to see those bad werewolves <laughs> back in 1984 i turned to my wife and i says look i don't need this bed anymore come on what am i doing it i lays in it i reads in it i you know make love to my beautiful wife and i make three kids in it it's at its day Okay, the kids are gone. What, what do I want to do? I want to sit. I want to sit and lay down. Okay, sue me, sue me, freaking sue me. So that's what I did. My wife sued me. <laughs> she left me. But uh, it turns out that I ended up still with half of my money. What did I do with that half of money? I, I opened up a furniture store. And all I do now is sell anything but beds. Because beds bring in nothing but the turmoil. Okay, couches, end tables, futons, dresses, you know, lamps on the table or on, you know, the floor. We have rugs, we have uh, ottomans, we have cabinetry, we got uh, a chest of drawers, uh, wardrobes, uh, let's see, we got window panes, we got shutters, uh, let's see what else we got, so we got little uh, 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 foot lockers for the bottom. We normally put it at the end of a bed, but not here, <laughs> okay? Look, what I'm saying is you don't need a bed, okay? People might come to your house and say, are you a vampire? You don't have a bed, what the, what the frick? But don't worry. No one's ever going to question it. If you don't have a bed, they are not going to think you're a vampire. I'm not a vampire. Blah. What? No. Wait. No. Wait. Okay. Anyways, it's going to be great. Just don't open. Hey. No. Don't open the door. No. The sun. No. Chris. Yes, ma'am. Hey, Chris. I'm tired. We're six Chris. of us in. We can't Chris. keep doing this. Chris. Maggie. Chris. Chris, I cannot stop, Chris, thinking. Chris, I cannot stop thinking about the fact that Bella thinks the vampires have to breathe. Because they do. No, they don't. They do breathe. Yes, but they don't have to breathe. Oh, I see. They Edward says they breathe out of, quote, habit, which is insane. Breathing is not a habit. It is for them. That is insane. Sorry, they're they're magic. This is our new big no. fight. And why would Bella is shook? He's like, yeah, well, we don't have to breathe. He swam the English Channel and it was really fast because he didn't have to breathe. And Bella's like, whoa, whoa, what? You don't have to breathe? <laughs> of course they don't. Yeah, they are dead. They're they don't have blood. Or do or do they have blood and it's just stagnant? Either way, you don't have to breathe. Breathing is what oxygenates your blood. Your blood. Your blood. My blood. <laughs> yeah, they may not have to breathe, but they have horny breath. It's like horny yeah, perfume. He keeps... She keeps like smelling his throat breath. And she's like, that turns me on a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the breath, which drives me 
fucking nuts. It does drive Maggie insane. Because it's insane for vampires to breathe. That should be an eerie thing about them is that they don't. Oh, it occurred to me why it was so scary that they exist. It's that they aren't breathing. Also, breathing in warm air would would warm their chests and bodies. Yeah. Well, they don't breathe. They don't breathe. Um, I can uh, also in in a animatronical. I'm sorry. Let's take that one from the top. And animatronics on three. <laughs> action. Um, anim- <laughs> okay. An- one more time. An- reset. Anatom- reset. Anatomical. Reset. Back to uh, okay, one, everybody. Yep. Okay. Talent, are you ready? No, no, no. Craft action. services. Craft services. Are you ready? Yeah. Action. Um, uh, mine also is related to anatomy. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, it's um, Bella has this apparently constant reaction that we're only learning about for the first time, where Bella, <laughs> where Edward kisses her, and she says, "Quote: Every time he touched me, even in the most casual way." My heart had an audible reaction. It was more embarrassing with Carlisle there. Imagine. Imagine. You're standing with your teen adopted son and his human teen girlfriend who's, to you, six months old. Yeah. And every time he bumps into her, she's like... Her heart goes... (laughs) Audibly. It's not like she's like, oh, I can feel the blood rush in my ears or my face gets flush. She audibly has a boom as her heart explodes. And she was embarrassed with Dr. Cullen there because he's a doctor. He'll be like, oh, oh bitch, bitch, you gotta see a heart specialist. He would say that. He would say, oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch, you gotta see a heart specialist. <laughs> Bitch, oh, you, you, you gotta, gotta see a heart specialist. It's me, Dr. Jerry Seinfeld. An old <laughs> Um, Chris, another thing I cannot stop thinking about yeah. is um the very last sentences we read in this section. Uh Edward turns to Alice and is like, Can you handle this? And Alice. Bella says this, and graceful little Alice pulled back her lips in a horrific grimace and let loose a guttural snarl that had me cowering against the backseat in terror. Edward smiled at her. Whoa. I love this for Alice. Oh. I wish that this was in the movies. I wish more of the guttural snarling were. I wish the movies more did more to make them like crazy otherworldly. It is cool for Alice to be like very poised and pretty and, and then fret like, bubbly <sighs> and then very scary and mean. Yeah, yeah. None very, of that. We never see any really of that. Like Ginny, Alice gets a really bad sell of it in the movies, I think. Yeah, she's kind of just there to guide, guide Bella from scene to scene. Ginny gets a bad rap in the Harry Potter movies for so many reasons. And I think Alice gets the the same kind of bad treatment. They're both relegated into like quiet, pretty things. Accessory friends. Yeah. Not cool because Alice is one of our faves, if not our favorite character so far in the book. I'll lock in that Alice 
is my favorite character. Yeah, she doesn't do a lot, but she does a lot with what she has. I also want to lock in that I really like Jess in these read-throughs. She's like a, she's not my favorite character, but she's a very, every time she's on the page. Very fun element. Oh, we learned that uh, Mike finally kissed Jess. Yes. And once again, Jess does my favorite teen thing that she keeps doing, which is she hears Charlie and she's like, oh shit, your dad's here. Bye. Oh, bye. Hang up. Click. Uh, my last thing that I can't stop thinking about is Edward brings Bella to his room, which we, which we learned is just full of CDs, a stereo <laughs> system, and a big black leather couch. It is a porn casting couch room. That's what he lives in. Yeah, don't forget he doesn't sleep, so he doesn't even need to have a bed. How weird to have a room in your house that doesn't have a bed. Why wouldn't they still want You're describing to be a kitchen, no, a no, living room. They all have all their rooms. No beds in the whole house. Oh yeah, house. no bed in the house. Also like why would you, bed. if you're trying to fake being human, just put a bed in your couch. Well they never invite anyone home. Yeah, but like maybe the police will come one day. That's so true about the police. And they should just have a bed in there. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Additionally, I, don't they want to be comfortable? Yeah, I would want to lay in a bed just for comfort. Not a couch forever. A leather couch. That's Edward and Bella on the couch making out, which they do. The thing that I can't stop thinking about is Edward puts on a smooth jazz number, as Bella calls it. And then they start like tussling on the couch in a way that I thought was hot. Yeah, she says, I'm not that scared of you at all. And he's like, and tackles her and like, Flips her on top. And like, and like holds her real tight. He's like, are you scared now? And she's, and like, she's like, yeah, you're really bit. scary. Thanks, my big and scary he's like, man. yeah, I am. And then Alice comes in and he flips him so that she's on his lap. And Bella's like, it's really weird that I'm on this guy's lap, but his sister isn't acting that weird. And Alice is like, I heard that you were eating Bella up and I wanted to see if you could share. And, and I'm like, like, oh! Whoa! Where's that fanfic? I'm... Sure, sure that scene is continued in some personal writing. We have to do a fan fiction. Episode. It has to happen. It'll be a whole episode. I haven't read any, but I'm sure it's spicy. I'm sure it's complicated. You're sure it's complicated? Like, I bet all of them are like long Lore. and about side character Oof. wolves. Yeah. <sighs> tired just thinking about it. But we're solidly past the midway point. We're in the point of Twilight. We're that like are, what? Two episodes from the end? This is episode six. We have two more. And then, and then the movies. movies. I'm really excited to, to be done with this, only because I want to see the movies, the, at least the first movie now that we've seen read this book. Um, we're in the part of the Twilight that is the actual action, which is fun. Um, so there's not as much like crazy little granular things to talk about because stuff's happening, which is nice. Baseball. Baseball. So I'm excited. We're nearing the finish line. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. Here are some inspiring words to get you through the week. As Esme tells Bella, a strike is when they don't hit the ball. Oh, and a strike also is when you don't follow us on Instagram, which is... Edward is a vampire pod. Hit us up on our email if you want to send us a big old note and our big fat picture. Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. Com. And that's M-A-I-L, not M-A-L-E. We don't subscribe. Gmail.com is a different sort of website. <laughs> um, yeah, follow us. Slide into our sticky deems. Check out the Yelp for La Bella Italienne. It gave us a big laugh, as you heard. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. We'll see you next week. Oh, bye, everybody. 
This is a Bachelor Twilight podcast. That is a flat circle on the Venn diagram. (laughs) 